When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. If you are running out of things to blame your parents for, here is a new one. A recent study by the Journal of Pediatrics found that if you're a really picky eater, it might be your parents' fault. Researchers tracked 300 kids and their eating habits for five years. Their parents had to fill out a questionnaire when the kids were four, five, eight, and nine years old. Roughly one out of seven kids fell into the category of very picky eaters, where they would refuse to eat vegetables or were really nervous about new foods. That used to be me when I was a kid. And researchers found that kids (laughs) were less likely to grow out of their picky eating habits if their parents were strict with things like cleaning their plate or eating certain foods. That was the case, too, with me. Yeah, my parents were, I don't recall them ever being strict. I mean, I was definitely that kid that moved the vegetables around on the plate and would try to hide it underneath another food to make it look, <laughs> you know. But yeah, I never, I was just picky. This it was is a weird texture and a smell thing for me. Because like, I feel like if you give your kids these foods and you don't stop giving them these foods, then they eat them. Like that's, I don't know if that's true or not. Like at what point do you stop eating broccoli because it tastes bad? Because you've been eating it since you were two. You know what I mean? That you don't like that. that like, you discover there are other things out there that taste better and you would rather have them. Yeah. Like, when does that happen? <laughs> I just don't give my kid the options. I'm like, this and this and this. And you have to pick one. Like, last night we were cleaning out our spice cabinet. And she was like, what's this? And I was telling her, like, that's pepper. Or that's olive oil or whatever. And she licked a bay leaf. Just because she was like, can I taste it? I'm like, sure. Knock yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, they they think that, you know, doing that ends up creating thousands of negative experiences surrounding those foods and, and even rewarding them can backfire. For example, yeah. you know, telling telling your kids they can have ice cream if you finish your broccoli. 
then that makes ice cream f- seem like the end all be all thing that everyone must strive to get. It's the reward, get. yeah. That it's the most wonderful thing on the the face of the earth. It makes him it makes him hate broccoli more. <laughs> yeah, like you're not letting me I have, have to that. suffer through this to get what I really want. Yeah, you're confirming that broccoli is horrible. <laughs> I know a family, and they did the total opposite when their kids were little. They were like, ah. Guess what? You do this and you're getting broccoli. Whee! Broccoli became the award, the reward. Leslie, broccoli our became, yeah. friend used to do that too. Yeah. She would like, her, her kid like never had cookies. Like ever. Yeah. And it was just because you didn't, she didn't introduce them to it. It was just like, you get this. It's all in how we sell Whee! it. For right. sure. I think it's all in how hungry the kid is. I was always hungry and I ate everything because I... I was freaking hungry. And you also <laughs> ate very fast. Have you always been a fast yes, eater? Because you're not getting seconds if maybe, you don't eat fast. Because maybe some subconscious thing from back in the roaming days of Asia, minor. <laughs> Did your brother to- steal your food if you didn't eat it fast enough? No. Uh, was there no. limited food on the table and you had to get yours No. Quick? No, there wasn't anything oh, it's, like it's that. It's a Polish table. There's enough food for 14 people, and there's only four <laughs> people there. Sue, that works downstairs here, I can't remember exactly how many brothers and sisters she had, but she always ate really fast. Every, every Even now, I would be like, Sue, why are you eating so fast? And she was like, you know, I had six brothers and sisters. If you wanted seconds, you scarfed it down and you ate more. That's so funny. she still yeah. eats fast. I just think something subconsciously, like there were, I was being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, and I better eat that little bunny I caught. <laughs> yeah, it's the only food as I'm going to have. Possible. Yeah. It's Nature. Only, it's my only meat for the next twelve days, so I better just scarf it down. Instinctual. <laughs> so the experts suggest creating pleasant experiences with the foods kids won't eat, like uh, having them help you make the broccoli or showing them how much you like it. As long as you don't force it on them, they might actually come around. Some kids need to be exposed to a new food. Twelve. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Of times before they'll soften up to it, but exposed <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean eat it. Just watching you eat or cook it can sometimes be enough if you're patient. Or putting enough. it on their plate, too. Just, like, keep putting it on their plate. That's yeah. what I do. Right. I'm like, even if she does not get to eat it, I'm like, you can look at it. But, try it again. Yeah. keep. Yeah. I, I just remember how hard I tried to force Jacob to get him to try. I, you know, I just believed in my mind that if he could just get a taste of this on his lips, then he would like it and he would eat it. And I yeah. would, like, sneak up behind him with a little bit of it on my finger and stick it on his lip, thinking that might just... And now I look back at that and I'm like, oh, my God, that's just so horrible what I was doing to that child. I mean, it was with good intentions, but here's a kid with sensory issues. You know, there was something about that food that was keeping him from eating it. It would whether it was the smell or the texture or something just 
felt off to him. Mm-hmm. And no so, thanks, mom. Yeah, it's like you know, we got to keep that in mind too with our little ones that it may be an actual physical, physiological reason. Yeah, that they don't want to eat what we're yeah. trying to get them to eat. So much of it is in the preparation, too, because there are so many foods that I eat today that I love today that I hated then because of the way it was prepared. We just didn't know any better. Yeah, like the spinach. Right. Like you always bring that up, that big block of frozen spinach. Yeah, green beans were the same thing. I I grew up thinking I hated green beans because the only green beans that were served to me were the ones that came out of a watery can that were all mushy and they looked kind of bleached and didn't have that same green color that they have in the produce section and Cooking with some pork fat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now we're, now we're talking. <laughs> I don't know. I feel it, and I'm probably creating some kind of monster with my kid, but I feel like I can almost get her to eat anything by dipping it in ranch, which well, I'm sure yeah. is like a different part of life. <laughs> but part of me just rations it. Like, if she'll eat the raw broccoli, is it that horrible of an experience to dip it in ranch? I don't know. It's a wait and see. Yeah. I don't know. My mother used to smother the spinach in Italian salad dressing, thinking that it would make it more palatable for me. She's eating it. Did you eat it? That's good. I got it down, but I hated it. You know, it was like so that I could get whatever the dessert, the reward was. Yeah. Yeah. Just to get through it. Just so I could leave the table. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to eat it so I can leave. I hate hate this. I know. Please (laughs) let me go. Uh, hey, remember simpler times when only the crowds we had to worry about were the ones outside of Popeyes? Well, KFC hasn't forgotten. Almost a year later, they are now testing a new chicken sandwich at stores in Orlando, Florida, that's just like the one from Popeyes that was such a huge hit last year. And they even admitted they're basically trying to copy Popeyes. And why wouldn't they? You know, a little chicken sandwich competition is good for America, as far as I'm concerned. KFC's chief marketing officer said, we wanted a chicken sandwich that really lives up to our legacy as the fried chicken experts. And let's face it, ours was not the one to beat. That's good. So it forced KFC to up their game. There's no word on when the sandwich might go on sale nationwide, but based on the picture. Oh, it looks identical. It, it sure does look they good. They have a chicken sandwich. They did, but what they did is they changed it. They cha- they changed the bun to be more brioche style. They added more pickles and I think a different kind of mayo. Like it's more of a go- gourmet mayo versus just the standard swipe of. That's what they're saying. But gourmet mayo. Yeah. How can you go wrong? <laughs> I know. I think gourmet mayo technically is called aioli, right? Fancy. (laughs) Areola. Areola. That's different from aioli. (laughs) You can put aioli on your areola. (laughs) Just for, yeah, just for S and G's. Why not? (laughs) So anyways, I will try the sandwich when it comes to town. You want me to? Yes, please. And give us a review. Six months later. On assignment. Yeah. Uh, Why pick a new color to paint your house on your own when you could leave the decision up to millions of strangers? There is a guy by the name of Brian Landreth in Portland, Oregon, who was working with his daughter, Grace, on a school project about collecting data. So they put five paint colors on the side of their house, then put a sign up asking people to vote for a color online. But their neighbor tweeted a picture of the project and said, quote, my neighbor is crowdsourcing their next house color. And the tweet went viral. So now thousands of people from all over the world are voting on the paint color. And based on the comments on Twitter, it seems like 
turquoise turquoise blue is leading. So who knows? Maybe that's the color it will ultimately be. If you're willing to put that out there, leave it to the neighbors, the people on Twitter to make that call. Also, this is some textbook instant karma right here. A guy in Sacramento County, California, was driving drunk on Monday when he swerved off the road and crashed into a pond, and not just any pond, a liquid manure storage pond at a dairy farm. The guy was stuck in the pond for two hours before firefighters came and pulled him out. He is facing DUI charges. Ugh. Yeah. I just can't even imagine all of that. Just just think of all that toxic that you're... You're breathing it in. It's Bernard! I hate Bernard! Is that Biff? Getting in your (laughs) skin. How are you not throwing up the whole time? The entire time. Yeah, that's rough. Because sometimes when they mulch, I gag a little. I know. I can't handle the smell of fresh mulch either. Yeah, it's just... It's like when... Fritch and I were canoeing together. Yes. And and you covered me in fecal matter. And she tipped the canoe and we both fell in. And I did not. She you was screaming, E. coli, E. coli. Yes. Fecal matter. <laughs> well, I'm having a situation at the house with Merle. With poop? Because there is, a, there is this space underneath my patio that's got mulch under it, right? And it's been raining a lot. So when I've been letting him out... That's where he runs under. And I don't really know what he's doing because I'm standing on the patio and he is beneath me. Well, I noticed yesterday that apparently that is the area he has designated as a litter box. And so that's where he's pooping. And of course, when rain comes, it doesn't get wet under there because it's under a patio. So now I have dog poop cooking (laughs) in the heat underneath where I want to sit and relax. So I don't know how I'm going to fix that. You need to borrow Jeff's litter getter. I'm I'm going to call the experts at Burns Garden Center, and I'm going to say, how can we <laughs> yeah. get under there with a shovel and <laughs> fling that stuff somewhere else? Oh, I don't want to have to. That's the beauty of having a yard, though, that you don't have to pick it up and fling it anywhere. They just go, and then it rains, and it's gone. Mm. Yeah, see, Kristen would just have the kids do it. Wait a minute. Yeah. You, like, you want to play in that off. yard? You can clean it. There you go. In Put the that yard? on Jacob's yeah. Task no. Tuesday, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob's Task Tuesday. Yes, let's go pick up poop, bud. Show them your skills because you remember, oh, you know, yeah, during the Whatever right. It Takes campaign, that was one of your assignments. That you know? was a big one is picking up dog poop in somebody's you yard. You really enjoyed yeah. it. That was fun. That you're, didn't bother you're me. A real trooper to take hey, that. Hey, that was another thing that I used to do when I was a kid growing up in the country. You know, I used to pull ticks off the dog and smash them with a hammer. I also used to take the hose and disintegrate dog poop in the kennels and in the yard with the power of the hose. <laughs> Just beat that hose on it for you. Do you stick your finger? We didn't even have one of those spray oh, things. Yeah. Just stuck my thumb over the end of the hose to create a strong spray that would disseminate the poop. <laughs> I'd do that for hours. Between your skills and my dishwashing skills, we got backup careers, we people. Could, we could open a business. <laughs> sure could. <laughs> we are all purpose around here. Uh, what else do we have here this morning? A 32-year-old woman named Yesenia Garcia was driving drunk in Scottsdale, Arizona on Sunday night. I guess she hit a guy running across the street. Well, it turns out the guy running across the street was running from a nightclub where he had just assaulted someone. 
Yesenia, the driver, was arrested for DUI. The guy was taken to the hospital with serious injuries, and now he's facing assault charges because of what he did before getting hit by a car. Mm. Also this morning, if if you have a weird fetish for making global headlines, then that's when you know it's really weird. Sunday, police in Thailand arrested a 24-year-old guy for stealing and having sex with... I kid you not, over 100 pairs of flip-flops. I, I mean, I love shoes, but I've never gone that far. Over the last two years, police say he stole 126 pairs of flip-flops from people's homes, and then he would take them to his apartment, caress and kiss them, and uh, basically violate them. Ew. Is he choosing high-end flip-flops, or is he choosing the $2 kind that you can buy You know, at any it's a $1 store. old Navy flip-flop. You think yeah, so? That's, I yeah. don't know the answer to that well, question. 26 pair, probably a variety. Yeah, he's probably got a little bit of everything. Some plastic, some leather. Oh, weird. Jesus, some suede. Yeah, I mean, what's Tivas. exciting about Tivas. it? The <laughs> rubber feel? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Knows? I would like to know, Snooks. again, I would like to know what triggered that. And the logistics of exactly how it's... I don't want to know that. You know, we got into Howie Mandel's brain. <laughs> now I want to get into this guy's brain. I don't want to stay there. I just want to look in, hit rewind, and see how that happened. He was constantly on the prowl, needed a different pair every time, but he didn't discriminate. His collection included flip-flops in all sizes, colors, and styles. He was arrested for stealing flip-flops last year as well, but they didn't know about the sexual component that time. So now he is facing multiple charges for theft, and for breaking his local coronavirus curfew. Uh, What else do we have here? Uh, Some of the major coronavirus developments that are making headlines right now. As businesses reopen, we're seeing seeing more of those. uh, You know, you recall the no shirts, no shoes, no service. Now we're seeing uh, no shirt, no shoes, no mask, no service. Signs showing up everywhere. And some people are... Losing their minds over it, saying it's a violation of their constitutional rights. We've seen videos of people freaking out when businesses won't let them inside without a mask. So someone asked a constitutional lawyer about it, and he explained that it's actually not a violation of your constitutional rights, just like the store policies that say no shirt, no shoes, no service, a business that's that's operating on private property has every right in the world to kick people out for not wearing masks. It's complete nonsense. When people say that they have a right not to wear a mask, they might as well say that they have a right not to wear clothes. It's strange that these people say, I have a constitutional right not to wear a mask, at the same time completely disregarding the rights of private property owners. Mm, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, I Yesterday was the longest stretch I've ever kept a mask on. It was a glorious day. I went to Mitchell Salon and Day Spa and saw my friend Delia and got a pedicure in one of the big, beautiful pedicure chairs. And it was amazing and awesome. And they're doing an incredible job at keeping people safe. I mean, check in right as soon as you come off the elevator. You know, they ask you all of the questions and have you signed the paperwork? I've not been diagnosed with COVID. I haven't. I don't know anybody. I haven't been anywhere. All that kind of business. And then they took my temperature and then the waiting area. They've got a bunch of the chairs closed. So you can only sit in certain chairs. So you're so far apart from each other. They've got um, only so many people working. I think the, they have eight pedicure chairs. And I think there was there were just two of us. 
um, in there. There might have been three at one point, but even so, we were spaced way, 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 way out. But the entire time I was wearing a mask, and I just have this to say to anyone working in the medical, anybody out there working that has to wear one all day long, I don't know how you do it. Kudos to you. Yeah, agree. Because that was I so yeah. hard. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I can't breathe. Every time I do breathe, my Your glasses, glasses fall up. Yes, I had this I same discussion with anything. Scott. But yeah, I mean, it really, I really feel like I'm suffocating sometimes. It requires a lot of me mentally to keep myself calm and to, to convince my body that I don't need to be in fight or flight right now. Yeah. It's, I told it's a him weird the same feeling. thing when I went to Kroger yesterday. I go, the mask, I wear it. But at the same time, it's like either I can't breathe or I can't see. So it's like I'm constant. And then I'm touching my face the whole time because I'm like. Because my nose itches. I'm trying to breathe. I'm trying to breathe out the bottom so I don't like fog up my glasses. Yeah. So it's either I'm touching my glasses because now they're sliding off my face because they're steamy. Right. And, and, and your wet. nose is sweaty. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. Oh, the I second take it off. Oh, I know. The second I get outside, I whip that thing off so bad and just take a deep breath in. Yeah, so it's I hard. Do. I mean, I think it's really going to limit how many places I go and and things that I do because and and that's fine. I mean, I totally take responsibility for Same. that. You know, I mean, that's cool. If I don't want to wear the mask, I just won't go those places, right? You, you mean you're not going to make a scene when you go there and say that they're violating your constitutional right for forcing you to wear a mask? I will not. Probably not. <laughs> No, I will make the choice just not to go. I'm going to put it on and go inside, on. rush, and then come out. <laughs> I've never shopped so fast in my life. There's yeah. no perusing. And then, you know, there are the people who live with farters that wear have to wear a gas mask in their own home. That now the coronavirus has come on. They're like, yeah, welcome to my world. If you're staying at home because of COVID-19, you may be trying to eat healthier, including lots of vegetables and greens. Unfortunately, those are the very foods that cause bad gas. So when you do venture out in public, you wind up walking around in a cloud of your own stench. Until now. Introducing the new gas mask. The extra long straps wrap securely around your waist and tie in the front, leaving the specially designed triple filtered material directly over the danger zone, your backside. Now, when you go shopping... I didn't know this store had a floral department. The new gas mask. In great sense, like flower boutique, incense den, or new car. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Some people celebrate the holidays. But you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold, cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked-out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.